Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We move on today in Acts chapter 1 to verses 12, 13, and 14. On our previous study, taken from verses 9 through 11, Dr. Luke described the ascension of Christ into heaven and the promise of his return. Now, in these verses, he begins to tell us what took place immediately following the ascension of Christ. And he writes as follows. Then they went back to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's walk. And when they had arrived, they went up into the upper room where they had usually met. Peter and John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these engaged constantly and with one mind in prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers.
Sabbath day's walk, which was less than one mile, kept people pretty much in their location. That was why they would all camp very close to the temple during the feast days when they came to Jerusalem to worship. The Mount of Olives would probably be covered by people camping out at the time of the feast. Why? Because they had to be within a Sabbath day's walk of the temple. Luke mentions that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was also there. This is the last mention of her in Scripture, but her reputation has now been cleared. At this point, it was obvious that Jesus was the Son of God and virgin-born, as she had claimed. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. The last words of Jesus before he disappeared were, You shall be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. The disciples to whom these words were spoken had lived with the Lord. They had experienced the trial, the crucifixion, and they had witnessed his burial. They were disappointed and discouraged until three days later they discovered the empty tomb and they began to interact with the risen Lord. Forty days later, after Jesus had promised that the Holy Spirit would come, they witnessed his departure from this planet, not to return in his body in their lifetime. While they were there on the slopes of the Mount of Olives, two angelic messengers appeared to these disciples. They said, this same Jesus will come back. With that as an introduction to the book of the Acts of the Apostles, what they were able to accomplish shouldn't surprise us. They were to witness to the resurrected, ascended, and returning Lord. After seeing all of that, they couldn't help but witness. Now Jesus had told them to stay in Jerusalem for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So after they spoke to the two angelic messengers, they returned to the city. Luke writes that where they were on the Mount of Olives was about a Sabbath day's walk from the city. Tradition had calculated that a Sabbath day's walk, that is the distance that a Jew was allowed to walk on the Sabbath, was 2,000 cubits, or about 1,100 meters, or about one kilometer, or about two-thirds of a mile. So obedient to the Lord's directive, the disciples returned to the city from Olive's slopes. Luke tells us in his gospel that these disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They were inspired by the promise of the Lord's return. They went directly to an upstairs room, a room which they had evidently used before. Here they waited and prayed. Usually the upstairs rooms were larger than downstairs. The first floor walls would hold up the ceiling and the upper rooms. Furthermore, the upstairs rooms had more privacy and less street noise. Here in the relative seclusion, the disciples were joined by some of the women who had followed Jesus. Luke calls special attention to the presence of women in the Christian movement. Luke points out that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was among them, as well as Jesus' brothers. There are those who suggest that Mary remained a virgin after Jesus was born, that she was a perpetual virgin, and that these brothers were either his half-brothers, that is, sons of Joseph by a previous marriage, or they were close relatives, perhaps cousins. However, there is no reason not to accept these words as they appear. These men were uterine brothers of our Lord, 
They were sons of Mary and Joseph after Jesus had been born. The perpetual virginity of Mary is not taught in the Bible, nor is it necessary. These men were younger brothers of the Lord. They were sons of Mary. Four brothers of Jesus are named. One, of course, was James. Jesus appeared to him after his resurrection. He is the same James who became the leader later of the church at Jerusalem. The three other brothers were Joseph, or Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Actually, Jesus also had sisters. There were at least three, but these were not named in the record. It may be that they were here also. Earlier, the brothers were not followers of Jesus. They did not believe in him during his ministry. They thought that he was out of his mind, as Mark puts it, even perhaps demon-possessed. What changed their minds after the resurrection? Perhaps they witnessed the events around Jesus' death, and this convinced them. Or perhaps Brother James convinced them after Jesus had appeared to him. So here was this small group made up of the eleven disciples, the brothers of Jesus, perhaps his sisters, and Mary, accompanied by some other women. Luke writes that they joined together constantly in prayer. That seemed to be the right thing to do. They turned to prayer instinctively. They were under no command to pray, nor was the promise of the coming of the Spirit dependent or conditioned on their prayers. They prayed because they were profoundly moved by the crucified, risen, ascended, and returning Lord. They were anticipating, not preparing for the advent of the Holy Spirit. I wonder how they prayed. We can guess. They had returned to Jerusalem with great joy, so Luke tells us in his gospel. And Luke also informs us that praise was dominant in their prayers. Little wonder, after all that happened and knowing what they could anticipate, the coming of the Holy Spirit and the return of the Lord, little wonder that praise was the dominant element in their prayers. After all, praise with joy in prayer is what pleases God most. These disciples came with joy and praised their Lord. In looking over the list of songs by the Renewal Singers, I was impressed with a number of songs that focus on praise. Here is one. Praise the Lord along with them. Yeah. 
what's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.